We talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sins. This is episode 19, Doctrine and Covenants 46 through 48. Ye seek ye earnestly the best gifts. We're studying it May 3rd through 9th. I will be honest with you, I'm not as prepared for this one as I normally am. But I'm curious to see how it goes with how how I am I'm going forward with it today. Um, as I've been studying it, I, I felt some impressions and um, some insights and, and to things that I had some ideas and different things, but... Um, I didn't write them all down like I normally do. So we're going to go forward. and um, um, Okay, so this week um, we're learning about when, as the saints are all moving to Kirtland, um, there was over 100 converts. So they didn't have any, like, experience or training. Like, I mean, they're all new members of the church. Everyone is. But a lot of them are, like, brand new members, right? Um, all in Kirtland and... So all these people are gathering, and a lot of the people who join the church have been drawn to it because of the the promise of manifestation of the Spirit. And they'd heard of different things happening, people having um, spiritual experiences that led them to the church, and so they wanted to experience this for themselves. And, you know, we've seen some of those... Um, you know, pastors <laughs> or whatever, you know, like you see them in the movies, but or even like on TV or something. And there's like that people shaking and screaming and rolling around on the ground and stuff like that. Right. And so that's kind of what some people were, um, experiencing. It says some unusual expressions of worship, including falling to the ground or writhing like a snake were introduced into their church meetings. Many found it hard to discern which manifestations were of the spirit and which were not. Seeing the confusion, Joseph Smith prayed for help. The Lord's answer is equally valuable today when people often reject or ignore the things of the Spirit. The Lord revealed that spiritual manifestations are real and clarified what they are. Gifts from a loving Heavenly Father given for the benefit of those who love Him and keep all His commandments. So, I liked learning about the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm excited to teach this to the kids because as I've been studying it, I was just so impressed by the idea of thinking and knowing what spiritual gifts you have when you're young and developing those. I love those ideas of of really um, seeing those as gifts from a loving Heavenly Father. So um, we're going to start back um, section 46, back um, verses 2 through 6. Um, multiple times it says... Um, so the section is called, I can help others feel welcome at church. And it, in verses two through six, it multiple times says that, um, you need to include people at church and not cast them out. It says not cast them out multiple times. Um, so it says, notwithstanding those things which are written, it always has been given to the elders of my church from the beginning and never shall be to conduct all meetings as they are directed and guided by the Holy Spirit. 
Nevertheless, you are commanded never to cast any one out from your public meetings, which are held before the world. Ye also are commanded not to cast any one who belongeth to the church out of your sacrament meetings. Nevertheless, if ye have trespassed, let him not partake until he makes reconciliation. And again I say unto you, ye shall not cast any out of your sacrament meetings who are earnestly seeking the kingdom. I speak this concerning those who are not of the church. And again I say unto you concerning your confirmation meetings, that if there be any that are not of the church that are earnestly seeking after the kingdom, ye shall not cast them out. So, to the kids, it, well, it says to read it aloud or tell the children in your own words what the verse is talking about. And, um, what these verses are talking about. And so then ask the kids. So you can also, um, show the kids pictures of kids from around the world and ask the kids, say, who do you think out of all these kids, Heavenly Father would want you to invite to church? <laughs> and you can have them, I mean, the answer is all of them, right? We want all of them there. And it says to help the children practice inviting each other to come to church. Can you imagine doing this with sunbeams? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, oh my goodness. It could be a really interesting activity, but it'll be fun to do this with kids and help them see that they can talk about church and invite their friends to come with them when they're little. It also says to have the kids imagine that they have a friend that's coming to church for the first time. Help them think of ways that they could help their friend feel welcome. Let them practice what they would say or do if they saw a friend walk into the chapel or the classroom for the first time. Um, I like this idea of trying to help them practice being nice to people that come that they haven't seen there before. Something that I've noticed with my kids they don't understand that not everyone is a member of our church. Like, I have told my kids multiple times that our next-door neighbors are not members of the church. One neighbor on one side is, and our neighbors on the other side are not. And so their friend that lives next door, Weston's always like, well, he is nine, so he's been baptized. And I'm like, he's not a member of our church, so he has not been baptized. And... um my he's finally starting to understand like my kids are finally getting that but the other day they were so excited because our neighbor on the other side just got baptized my son's like best friend and so he was so excited to tell our na other neighbor that his other <laughs> the one neighbor got baptized he's like guess what adam got baptized he was so excited and our other neighbor was like what what does that even mean <laughs> he had no idea but it was a great opportunity for wesson to share with his friend about baptism and about what that means and that he is about to get baptized and he's really excited about that. Um, so all these things, planting seeds, right? And helping kids see that it's good to talk about these things. And as a mom, I have to keep reminding myself that it's okay that he's saying these things, <laughs> even though I'm like, what are these people going to think of me? My son's all out there, like, teaching them the gospel. But kids will be kids, right? And I want to encourage my son to do these things. All right, the next section is called Heavenly Father Blesses Me With His Gifts. This is one that is a really heavy, or I'm not heavy, a really dominant topic in this lesson. So this is in section 46, chapter, I'm sorry, wow. Section 46 verses 13 through 26, and it talks a lot about all the gifts of the Spirit. 
So you can read those verses if you feel like the kids would get something from that. You could also use the Doctrine and Covenant Stories book. We haven't really like talked about that one for a few weeks, but in that book, there's a chapter 20 goes through this lesson, right? It goes through that the Heavenly Father gives us gifts through His Spirit because of the Holy Ghost. And so it tells, it lists a lot of the gifts of the Spirit in that. Um, there's like the video and there's also like just the pictures that you can read. So then it also says, if you possible, show objects or pictures that represent each gift. I kind of like that because I know for me personally, I'm very much a visual learner. Um, I know my kids are too. So if I have something visual, they're going to remember that a lot better than if I just list things. But you could go to the activity page for this week. And it has five of the spiritual gifts. So in the in the middle of the page, there's a picture of someone getting the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then around it, like kind of like the points of a star almost, there's um, five spiritual gifts. So pictures of that represent the spiritual gifts. And then you have to match which one goes to which. So up above it, it says all the different says which spiritual gift they are and then you have to match which picture goes with each gift so i'll tell you so the first one is no jesus is the son of god and there's a picture of jesus the second one says word of knowledge and there's a picture of a kid like thinking and there's a light bulb Um, the next one says faith to be healed and there's a picture of um, a boy that's sick Um, and then the next one is speak with tongues. There's a picture of a mouth with like lines coming out of it, like they're talking. And then the fifth one is faith to heal. And there's a picture of some men giving a blessing to a girl. So that just goes through five of them. There's more than that, but that's kind of a good visual representation to help the kids think of and remember the different, some of the gifts of the spirit. Um, another thing we could do is to talk about sharing. And this goes with some other parts of the lesson, but this is specifically for the little kids. It's included in the gifts of the Spirit. But there's a few things in this lesson, even in the adult section, that talks about sharing. And so this is good. It says you could give a child something that can easily be shared, like a piece of bread or a bag of candy or some toys and ask that child to share what they have with someone else in the class or everyone in the class and then use that to explain them that heavenly father gives us things and he expects us to share them with other people and to use them to help other people um i really liked this for teaching the kids the shared thing because as an adult i have very strong convictions about the things that Heavenly Father's blessed me with um, and my stewardship over those things. Heavenly Father expects me to use those things to um, to bless others and to serve Him. That's something we, we talk about at the temple and, and we learn as members of the church that we are meant to share what we have or um, consecrate all of that we have and all that we are 
to serving the Lord. And this is a great intro into that idea for the kids to to take the things that Heavenly Father's given us and to share them with others. Um, something I was also thinking about, if you want to kind of relate it to gifts, is talents that the kids have and how they can share those. If, you know, like, I love it when my kids sing me a song or I love it when they draw me a picture. And you could talk about those things and, and how if you have something that you're really good at, it's really good to share that with those around you. Um, all right, so I'm going to get into some of the spiritual gift stuff for the older kids. I like this because it says that it's good to help the kids identify gifts that they have been given. I like this as a parent. I think it's really good for parents to help kids identify. But primary teachers can do it too. Um, I know my son's teachers asked me um, a few weeks ago actually what some of his gifts were. And I I liked having the opportunity to, to think about it and to kind of brag about him at home. And I remember um, my first thought, because I've, I've told a lot of people this, but my oldest is a great peacemaker. Um, he's not perfect, and none of us are, but he really, really tries to choose the right and to try to... Um, create peace in our home. And I really, really appreciate that about him. And so it was great to share that with his primary teachers and tell them about how awesome he is when it comes to um, having peace in our home. Um, also, I wanted to talk about in the friend, let me pull it up so I can read some of it to you. Um, in the friend, in the May friend, there is a page it says, what are your gifts? And it has pictures of kids doing different things. And um, what it, the thing that it says is the spiritual gifts are blessings or abilities that God has given to each of his children. We can use our gifts and talents to help others. Circle the things you're good at. Put a star by the things you want to practice more. Write some of your own ideas too. And so some of the things on there... Well, the things that they show the kids doing are serving, loving, faith, cooking, creating, teamwork, writing, caring for animals, sports, and learning. And I love that it's not all like churchy, you know, like sports and cooking and writing and caring for animals. Like those are great gifts and all of those things can be used to bless others and help others and I love that it's helping kids recognize things they're good at. We talked about this. Um, I We had a steak activity day girl activity last week. And um, each ward was assigned um, kind of a topic. And, and our ward was assigned to talents, to talk about talents. And this is what we did. We talked about, and we had the girls identify talents that they had. And I also like that it says to put a star by something you want to work on. Spiritual gifts aren't necessarily like, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. But they're all things that you can work on. You can pray for and ask Heavenly Father for the gifts. And you can develop new talents. Just because you're not the best cook right now doesn't mean that you can't develop that talent. Or just because you don't feel like you're a very good friend 
I mean, that's obviously a talent that you'll want to develop. Um, so we can encourage that in the kids too. I really like that. So this page would be a really good thing. You could even do that as a primary teacher or for family evening or something. This is also a great lead-in into goal-making. Um, so I might sit down with my son who's in activity days and maybe go through some of these things and say, okay, look at your talents. Which of these do you want to work on or um, improve on? Or can you think of any other talents that you have or talents that you want to develop? So those are some great tools that we have to talk about some of our spiritual gifts something else um it says you could do you could write um on different pieces of paper you could write some of the spiritual gifts that it says in verses 13 through 26 or you can read articles of faith uh article of faith 7 and write some of the gifts of the spirit should i read some of those i think i should read some of these for you okay so i'm going to go to doctrine and covenants section 46 verses 13 through 26 says, to some it is given the Holy Ghost to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he was crucified for the sins of the world. That is so cool that you have a testimony of that. To others it is given to believe on their words that they may they also might have eternal life if they continue faithful. I think that's one of my spiritual gifts, to believe other people's testimonies. And again, to some it is given by the Holy Ghost to know the differences of administration as it will be pleasing unto the same Lord according as the Lord will, suiting his mercies according to the conditions of the children of men. And again, it is given by the Holy Ghost to some to know the diversities of operations, whether they be of God, that the manifestation of the Spirit may be given to every man to profit with all. So this is something I just want to pause for a minute because this reminded me of something else I was reading in the Individuals and Families Manual, I talked about a lot of gifts in the Spirit are mentioned explicitly in your patriarchal blessing. So that's something really cool that for personal study this week to maybe pull out your patriarchal blessing and remind yourself of some of your spiritual spiritual gifts that you have that the Lord has pointed out to you. Sorry, I'm going back. So I'm going back to verse 17. And again, rarely I say unto you, to some is given by the Spirit of God the word of wisdom. To another is given the word of knowledge, that all may be taught to be wise and have knowledge. And again, to some it is given to have faith to be healed. And to others it is given to have faith to heal. And again, to some is given the working of miracles. And to others it is given to prophesy. And to others the discerning of spirits. And again, it is given to some to speak with tongues. And to another is given the interpretation of tongues. And all these gifts come from God for the benefit of the children of God. So good, right? That's why I have to go in the scriptures. It's just so good. All right. And it also, so if we go forward a little bit, um, verses 8 through 9 and then verse 12, talks about why Heavenly Father gives us gifts. It says, Wherefore, beware lest ye are deceived that ye may not be deceived. Seek ye earnestly the best gifts always remembering for what they are given. For verily I say unto you, they are given for the benefit of those who love me and keep all my commandments. And him that seeketh so to do, that all may be benefited that seek or ask of me, to ask and not for a sign, they shall, they may consume it upon their lusts. To some is given one, and to some is given another, that all may be profited thereby. Again, this kind of gets into like, we all have, 
things that we're good at, right? Heavenly Father is going to use all of us in his work. And just because Sally down the street is like really good at teaching Relief Society doesn't mean that you're a horrible member of the church or a horrible person because you don't have that gift. Um, And maybe you look at so-and-so that like is always going out of her way sharing the gospel. And just because that's not a gift that you have right now doesn't mean you're not a good member of the church. I love that it, it really encourages the kids to find what they're good at, find their strengths, recognize the gifts that the Lord has given them instead of, oh, I wish I had the gift of tongues because that's way cool, right? I mean, I kind of wish I had the gift of tongues. I definitely don't have that gift. <laughs> I've thought about that so many times. Like, I don't think that's a gift Heavenly Father intended for me to have. Um, I have a lot of other gifts and there's been times that I really wish I had the gift of tongues because people that speak other languages are like amazing to me. But then I have to remind myself that I have other gifts that they don't have. And so we all benefit together because we can help each other because we all have different things to add. Anyway. All right. So I was telling you to write all the gifts on different pieces of paper and hide them around the room. This happens a lot. Have you seen this activity mentioned multiple times in here? All right, hide them around the room and have the kids search for the papers and then look in the verses and try to find where that gift is mentioned in the verses. All right, you could also have the kids, as you read those verses, you could have them list on the board all the gifts mentioned and talk about how that gift can be used to bless others. This one also suggests reading in Doctrine and Covenant stories if you want to use that story to um, tell um, about spiritual gifts. And you can also encourage the kids to pray and ask Heavenly Father to help them know what gifts they have and how they can use them. This is something that as an adult I need more practice with. I know that Heavenly Father has given me answers to my prayers when I've prayed about this in the past. And I sometimes forget that that is, it works. Um, Sometimes I just get bogged down and I sometimes need to be reminded of my gifts and the things that I'm good at and how I should be using those right now. Because that changes, right? That changes through our lives. So it's good to always actively ask the Lord what he wants you to be doing with your gifts. All right, the next section is entitled, I Can Record My History. This is another great section. I think I say this every time. I like this section a lot. Um, So in section 47, verses 1 and 3, the Lord is talking to John Whitmer and asking him to keep a history of the church. So it says to read those verses, and then you talk about what the Lord asked John Whitmer to do, which I just told you, but we'll read it just so you can hear in the Lord's voice. Behold, it is expedient in me that my servant John should write and keep a regular history and assist you, my servant Joseph, in transcribing all things which shall be given given you until he is called to further duties. And again, I say unto you that it shall be appointed unto him to keep the church record and history continually for all of Recaldry I have appointed to another office. So, we know this, our church keeps histories, they keep records. And 
So the Lord is commanding them to start keeping records. And so um, it says to ask the kids what the Lord means by the word continually. How, let's see, it says, keep the church record in history continually. So what does that mean to you? Which to me, it means to not stop and to record everything, right? How are we blessed by knowing about the history of the church? I, as I um, was studying about this, the thought just kept coming back to me with, I, I'm reading the Book of Mormon um, also in my personal study, and I have over and over again, which, you know, this is a recurring theme in the Book of Mormon, but the Lord is often telling them to keep records and to remember. And the reason we do those things is so we can see the hand of the Lord, and we can see that the Lord keeps his promises. And when we see that, we our testimony will be strengthened. And I think that's the same thing as we learn about the history of the church. We are seeing the Lord's hand, and we're seeing promises being fulfilled. And our testimony can be strengthened as we see the Lord blessing and the miracles involved in the history of the church. So it says to ask the children if any of them keep a journal, and if they do, to have them tell you what kinds of things they write about in their journal you could also read a story from one of your journals from as a child or the journal of one of your ancestors i i did keep a journal as a child it was not i wasn't super faithful but i have a um a journal that i wrote in when i was probably i started when i was around eight and then you know it was very sporadic for several years but it's fun to to look at look back at it and and see what kinds of things made me excited. And I wrote, I remember writing on my birthday. <laughs> and that year for my birthday, um, I think it was my 12th birthday, was one of the the Jazz, Utah Jazz, were in the playoffs and then they won a game on my birthday. And I remember it being a really big deal because it was a really good game. <laughs> and I wrote about it in my journal that night because I was so excited. Um so that's kind of fun. And I could read that to my kids for family night or just share things that have been important to me. I also, this is slightly embarrassing, but I kept a journal and wrote about every single date I went on in high school at least. I don't really, I honestly can't remember if I wrote about every single date in college. I think I did for a little bit. And then I may not have, because I didn't go on that many dates in college, but I may have not kept writing, because I don't remember writing about my dates, like when I met my husband and stuff. So I may have stopped by that point, but I remember writing about all my dates when I was in high school, uh, thinking, oh, someday my daughters will read this and they'll relate to me so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really hope my daughters don't relate to me because I was a bit boy crazy and it's kind of embarrassing, but I have a feeling my daughters will relate to me, at least one of them. She's already always talking about getting married so she's only three anyway <laughs> but it's kind of fun to see how you relate to people another thing you could do is talk about um, writing a personal history and how we can um, different ways we can do that right so you can write a book my grandpa wrote his own personal history, and then when he died, I read it, and it was, I felt so close to him, and I loved it, and 
Um, I kind of regret not reading it before he died, but um, it was, I read it because <laughs> we drove to Utah for his funeral. We live in Arizona, so we drove 11 hours to the funeral up in Utah, and um, I read it out loud in the car to my husband and my sister who was riding with us, and it was just so fun to hear stories of Grandpa. And so as we were reminiscing and telling stories, um, at a little get-together after the funeral with other family members, I started sharing some of the stories from his personal history. And a lot of my cousins had never read it or heard some of the stories. And even my grandma was like, oh, I'd forgotten about that story. And um, It was so fun to read that. So those are things you can do. Personal histories are great. Um, so you could tell them they could collect pictures in a scrapbook or they could write things in a computer. They can do audio, video recordings. Um, a lot of those scenes can be uploaded right into Family Tree, by the way. So easy. Um, I've put a few, um, like, audio recordings in family, the Family Tree app of my kids when they're little. And I'm like, it's just so fun to hear their little voices and their testimonies when they're tiny. And so that's a cool thing to do. Maybe something you could do for family, family home evening or on Sundays. Um... So those are all great ideas. Something in the Individuals and Families manual that it suggests is that you could um, do like journal prompts or sit down and like go through old family pictures and pull pictures out that were meaningful to people and they could like put them in their journal and write about it. Those are all really cool ways of just kind of helping people remember things or think about things to write about in, in their journals. Um... I remember my family went on a church history trip when I was, um, I was like 22 or something. And we, it was great. It was awesome. I loved it. It was, it was so good <laughs> anyway. But I remember, um, so that was in the summer. And then for Christmas, I asked my mom what she wanted for Christmas. And she said, and this is my mom to a T. She asks for this like every time you ask her what she wants but she always says um, she wants a family picture and her family's testimonies written down that's what she wanted for Christmas and I was like I being the oldest child I took it upon myself to make that happen so I printed out all the pictures from our trip our church history trip and I asked all my siblings and my dad to write their to either give me some journal entries from the trip, if they had written any, or to write memories they had, or just their testimony of how they felt while we were on our trip and experiencing all these cool places that we went to. And I took all those things that people said, and I printed them out, all cute-like, and I made this scrapbook of our trip. And through the scrapbook are my siblings and my and my father's testimonies alongside the pictures of how it was happening. And so all my siblings writing about their experience in the sacred grove are mixed in with pictures of us at the sacred grove. And pictures about how we felt when we went to Nauvoo and saw the temple and did baptisms are mixed in with pictures of us in front of the temple and around Nauvoo. And um, I love it. It's such a great way to um, remember and... I think those are something you could do as a family, sit down as a family and audio record people talking about 
trips you went on or experiences you've had or oh I remember that and it was so cool and I felt the spirit so record all those things I think those are all great things you can do um, as primary teachers it encourages them to make a sign or a poster that they can, the kids can take home that reminds them to write things down to just write their personal history or to you know write in their journal or something so just some ideas of things you can do to help encourage the journal keeping all right the next section is entitled I can help others by sharing what I've given them so this is section 48 verses 1 through 4 and I uh, let's see it says the Lord encouraged the saints in Ohio to help other saints by sharing their land and their money how can you use these verses to help the children find ways to share with others what God has given them so just some background all the people are moving to Kirtland. Not everyone has money to move to Kirtland. A lot of people had to like leave their home without selling it because they couldn't sell it. Or they didn't sell it for very much money because people knew they were kind of desperate to move to Kirtland. And so it was hard on a lot of people to get there. And then once they got there, they didn't have the money to build a new home or to buy land. And so the Lord is instructing them to um, help each other. And just share what they have with each other. So, um, I'm going to read those verses. It says, It is necessary that you should remain for the present time in your places of abode, as it shall be suitable to your circumstances. And inasmuch as ye have lands, ye shall impart to the eastern brethren. And in and inasmuch as ye have not lands, let them buy for the present time in those regions round about, as seemeth them good. For it must needs be necessary that they have places to live for the present time. It must needs be necessary that ye save all the money that ye can, and that ye obtain all that ye can in righteousness, that in time ye may be enabled to purchase land for an inheritance, even the city. So, I mean, I, my husband and I are a little bit of financial nerds, and when the Lord tells them to save their money, we're like, yes, there's proof. <laughs> Saving money's important. Um, but we also know that the Lord has asked us to to give what we have to others, and that's also a really important part of what we believe in with our with our finances. Is it's really important for us to to share and to give um, to give tithing and give extra and fast offerings and give some to you know the temple fund or the missionary fund or whatever but also just if we see others that need some extra help we try to do what we can so ask the children what they would want to do to help if they lived in ohio during this time so if you set the stage right and you kind of explain how things are going and what's going on talking to the kids about you know what would that be like how would you feel would you want to share and and I mean, maybe some of the kids would say, I'd let them live in my house, which is something that happened. Or maybe they'd say, I'd want to give them some of our our old clothes, or I'd want to give them some food or whatever to help them out. And those are all really great ideas and things that um, the saints did who lived in Ohio. Um, if you've seen on the church website, there's a video called The Coat about a little boy who gives his coat to a little boy who doesn't have one. Um, it suggests you show that video and it's really great. It's, I cry every time I watch it because it's very moving. And I think the kids feel the spirit of that and 
Kids are natural givers. I sometimes have to stop my children from giving so many things away. I'm like, don't give that away. It's not yours to give away. <laughs> but I'm glad that my children are very generous. Um, I don't want to stifle that, but sometimes they give away too many things. Anyway, um, like they'll give away their siblings' toys instead of their own. And I'm like, okay, I know. Anyway, not getting into that. But it's great to teach kids to share and to give, but... Hopefully we can also teach them the correct boundaries in which to do that in. Um, so it also says you could read in verse 4 for something the Lord asked the saints to do to help his work. So it says to save money. So you can explain that them saving money would allow them to buy land and build a temple. So what can we save our money for so that we can help with the work of the Lord? And there's a video that it that could kind of go along with this called first things first and um that's cute there's some kids and anyway watch it um but as i was sitting here and brainstorming before watching the video and doing anything else i was just thinking about um teaching our kids to save up for their missions or us saving helping them save money for their missions um i also thought about um saving just uh this is just something me and my husband do i'm not saying this is like what everyone should be doing i'm just it's an example okay so my husband and i put money away every single month for christmas our christmas fund is always the same every year and every year for christmas we always have like a charity that we so we there's always a charitable element to our christmas every year so some years it's doing the giving machines that is part of Light the World. Um, there's been years that we've just given the money to the bishop. Or we've asked the bishop and then he's asked us to do something for someone in our ward. Um, we've like dropped off boxes of food to people's homes. Um, we've donated to refugees. And then um, kind of we've bought um, like supplies for their home. Um, if you get on just serve, there's tons of things on there you can do. Um, anyway, so that's always something that we've, we've chosen to do. So we save our money through the year. So come Christmas, we always have some money set aside for Christmas, but part of our Christmas money is a charity project that we, we do. So, um, just some ideas you know, to kind of get your mind going with things also, can I just say, kids have great ideas. If you bring this up to the kids and you talk about things, like they're going to have really good ideas. And if you in implement them, I think your family will be blessed. If you take your kids' opinions and ideas into account, I kids are amazing. And they're so close to the spirit. Wow, guys. <laughs> they're so... They have such big hearts, and oh, I'm proud to be a mom to this sweet little, these sweet little people who just have so much love, and they just love so unconditionally. It just blows my mind sometimes how generous and non-judgmental and loving these kids can be. And if I think through this lesson and all the things that I've been learning about being inclusive. And church and having these spiritual gifts and blessing those around me 
and imparting of my substance to the poor <laughs> and helping those. I'm just so moved by how quick and eager my kids are to do those things. And I'm just, I'm humbled because that's not always my first reaction. And I'm grateful that my kids have taught me and raised me um, to, to be better. Hopefully I can stay true to that. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you enjoy learning about spiritual gifts and personal histories and giving and just, I think it's going to be a great week learning with your family. So I hope you are sharing the podcast. This is a gift that you've been given. Please share it with others. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from those who are listening. If you um, are able to contact me on um, Instagram or on Facebook, I love hearing how things are going in your homes and um, if any of this is even meaningful to you at all. So go ahead and share with me um, anything that you're learning or impressions you've had or things that you think I could do better. I would love to hear if I could do things better. So have a fantastic week. <laughs>